Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Finch Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, December the 4th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we are rapping about being stressed and out of shape something that i think a lot of people in 2020 have found themselves in one if not both boats as my friends oftentimes they do unfortunately come together being stressed and being out of shape and being stressed out and being out of shape or however you want to word it and phrase it but before i kick off today's episode for you kids we are brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. Again, it's the one thing I take every single day. It's your all-in-one, basically, multivitamin on steroids. If you're talking 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, this is it, my friends. If you want something to support your immune system, your gut health, your digestion, energy, brain function, this would be the thing for you. If I could only spend money and take one thing, this would be it. And it is the best tasting greens out there by far. Everything else, for the most part, tastes like hot trash. And the last time I checked, I was not a fan of drinking or eating hot garbage. So if you guys want a link for 20 free travel packs, hit me up. I'm happy to share that with you. Or if you're really on a fence and you've heard me talk about it a million times, like, oh, I'm really not sure. I will have Monica send you a free pack right to your front door. We're doing that until until 2021 gets here. So every time you hear me, I'm going to keep doing the same promo because that's how much I think you guys would benefit from it. And again, there's no gluten, there's no dairy, there's no corn, no eggs. Literally, there's no GMOs, herbicides, pesticides, no artificial sweeteners, flavors, no preservatives, nothing. It's basically just greens packed with every single thing you need in the day there's probiotics in there this is like the 53rd or 54th iteration so the 54th version of the greens that's why they do taste the way they taste and they're as healthy as they are so if you want 23 packs hit me up or i'll send one right to your front door who else is doing that nobody we're crazy here and uh that's it so uh we're going to touch on being stressed and out of shape and how to solve the two biggest health and fitness problems most people face. Dudes are the worst because uh, we're dudes and we're stupid. We don't think we need help and oftentimes we do. Women, uh, obviously this is a struggle for you too, but you guys are much smarter than us. So you're not as terrible as we are. Uh, at least that's been my experience over the past 15 years here. And so this original piece comes from uh, Dr. Berardi, so John Berardi over at Precision Nutrition. A uh, lot of good stuff, super smart dude. Um, we'll get him on the podcast here probably sooner than later. I actually probably could reach out, hopefully as the world keeps getting closer to normal with vaccines and stuff and the post you know, COVID shit, we can all be super close together and still do as much fun stuff as we used to do, uh, because I am very much looking forward to that. Because trying to do a lot of this stuff remotely with Teams and Zoom and stuff, it, it's great and all, but it's not the same. I, I hate doing podcasts uh, from distance with people. The audio is not as good. Uh, when people start off conversations, it's not as natural. I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate to be able to do it. I've done speeches 
uh, during the pandemic for sports teams and uh, small groups and stuff, but it is not the same. It just isn't. And I really do, I missed doing a lot of the live event stuff that we did. Now, doing live events, like organizing them is really hard and it's a pain in the ass. Uh, I'm always happy to go present and get paid the money because I can basically just come, rip it, do my thing, and then just, you know, uh, disappear like Batman in the night. But I, I do definitely miss that. It's uh, it's something I'm, I'm looking forward to. Not just the, you know, the fitness part of it is cool for the companies and organizations, but the talks and just uh, watching people's faces light up and change and giving them real information that they wouldn't get otherwise because even as big as this podcast has become, and I appreciate all of you guys for listening. Thank you. By the way, those of you sharing the Spotify numbers, it I'm blown away. Truly, I sincerely mean that. It's just not just lip service. Some of you guys, like, I was the most binge podcast you listened to. You listened to some people 30 episodes uh, in a day of me talking, which is, uh, please don't come murder me <laughs> or anything. Like, I'm very humbled by that, but that's crazy that you listen to me for 30 podcast episodes. Uh, I don't, I would never listen to myself uh, talk that much. So, uh, I do appreciate you guys. But even with that said, like, is as many people as, as listen now and as great as podcasts have become and audio has become, there's a lot of people who are never going to stumble onto this organically. And not enough people are going to share it. So when we go to these live events and we go talk to a group of, even if it's only 60 people, and obviously the podcast, you know, we reach more people than that in like t- in five seconds, it's for those 60 people to see them understand like, oh, here's what macros are. Here's what uh, microbes are. Here's what gut health is. You know, here's how I should sleep. Here's, you know, some mobility drills I can do. Like when we're saying these things, we're seeing them learn things like you watch a little infant learn something for the first time. It's very cool. And without having access to those events and these companies, you know, obviously inviting us in and paying us and having, you know, put on like a wellness conference or an educational piece on nutrition for their employees or their clients, uh, that wouldn't happen. Because I was talking about this the other day, the average person is so unhealthy and not fit. And I don't think the average person would ever find this podcast. And I th- we were having this conversation here with uh, a couple of clients here and Monica and I were in here. Uh, just rapping with some of our PT people who are in here. And I think we like to think of average people like just a shade below us, right? Like at least I always have, and I'll share a story in a second. Like we visualize this avatar. And so we picture the average person being just a shade below us. Like the average person probably works out, but maybe not as hard as we do, right? And They probably eat okay, but not as healthy as us. At least that's how I used to think about it until I started meeting people. And the people I'm meeting here are people that have made a conscious decision to at least make their health a priority in some way, shape, or form. The people I meet here are at least trying to eat better, trying not to drink as much, trying to, you know, come in a couple times a week and exercise. Average people don't exercise at all. The average American eats like complete shit and drinks probably three, four, five, maybe seven times a week. The average person doesn't do any mobility. The average person is severely overweight. A lot of people are, you know, borderline obese. And so an average person isn't going to stumble onto this information organically. 
it's going to take, you know, an act of God or something like to get them to hear these things and, and have access and see these things. And that's why um, I look forward to the day where, you know, we can we can do more stuff and, and reach the people who really need it. Because a lot of you listening have heard me ramble on enough. You know everything. It's just it's the application of it. And it's my my hope is when the world keeps rolling normal and, and we uh, can reach out and, and touch and be around, we'll get to uh, to spread it even further to the people who really need it at, uh, at an even deeper level. So that's just my uh, side rant. And I, I just, I brought up the thing of like, you know, we think what an average person, uh, you know, really is like, and there's nothing wrong with being average if you're, if you're happy there. The problem is the baseline of averages become so low, in my opinion, I don't think that's a great place to be. It's uh, it's just crazy, man, how, how people just, you know, they just t- seem to not give a shit about their health. And I'm not talking about the vanity metrics here. I'm, like, I'm talking about how healthy you are, which is the quality of your life. And it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's just strange. Anyways, I digress. On to today's podcast, talking about stressed and out of shape. You know, work stresses people out, clearly. Uh, 2020 stresses people out, for sure. Life in general uh, this year can, can get people tripping like crazy. Um, and it really has people, you know, jammed up, finding uh, it very tough to stay consistent with an exercise and nutrition plan. And, you know... I guess the question would be why do most people tend to get weaker, fatter, and less healthy when they get into their 30s, 40s, and 50s? And I think you can chalk a lot of it up to increased stress across the board. Also increased responsibilities and decreased time and energy. That's most adults. You know, it's what I call adulting. I, uh, I hate doing adult shit. I do my fair share of it. My wife does, you know, the other fair share and we tend to kind of play to our strengths, but I see her get frustrated at times because I know how much she hates it because it, it's a responsibility. It's, uh, it's annoying. Like nobody loves to do the dishes, even though it doesn't take very long. Nobody really loves to rake leaves. At least I don't think they do. Uh, but it's just something I'm going to do. I don't necessarily love like, you know, budgeting and paying all my bills on time, but I don't ever not budget, and I've never once in my life paid a bill late. Uh, but those things do, uh, you know, tend to take brain power, and there are responsibilities. And again, all of you who have children, I can't imagine. I mean, I can. I see it happen here. Obviously, Monica, who's like my right hand, has three kids. Kobe's here all the time now. He loves me because I give him gum. That's a little trick of the trade everybody out there just give the kids treats they tend to like you uh i don't gotta deal with the aftermath of it so hey i'm like the fun uncle but the point being is i see how much work that is because they get into everything and then they hit their head and they cry and they scream there's all these things i'm like i understand like how people get weaker fatter and less healthy as they get older because of the increased stress responsibilities which in turn gives you decreased time and also decreased energy And most people know they need to eat better and they know they need to take better care of themselves. But most people simply have a hard time staying consistent with the nutrition and the exercise plans. But if you're listening to me, you probably already give a shit 
and you can take control of your own health and your own fitness, and you can reverse the downward spiral of stress and start building a healthy body that you can be proud of. And you can do all of that in probably an hour or two per week. And I'm dead fucking serious when I say that. Because if you listen to me ramble on for any amount of time, BJ Gador, one of my very good friends, we kind of subscribe to the same theory. For a normal person, 3 by 52 is probably the key. Working out three times a week for 52 weeks is probably the key. That means 30 minutes, crushing it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's 90 minutes total per week. And then the other days, just going for walks, doing some mobility, riding a bike, doing anything else is going to pay huge dividends over time. Because what I'm going to talk about here today is the two biggest fitness-related problems holding men and women back from getting and staying in shape, and dudes specifically, but also women, how to overcome these obstacles and get a body in a life that you want. And it takes time, it takes effort, and uh, it takes energy for sure. But it's not as much time, effort, and energy as you think. Now, obviously, there's levels to everything. There's levels to being a cook. I give the example many times. The guy at, you know, Waffle House is a chef. So is Bobby Flay. There's levels to it, right? It's just like the other day I went in and I meet people in. So we're filming videos. We have a ton of video series to film this weekend. I'll show the story. And so I had to go get a spray tan because we're going to have the lights on and stuff. And without it, I look sick. Like, you know, I'm going to die because I'm so pale and gross. And that's what the internet says. And it's, it is true because I'm very, I'm from the middle, I'm from Minnesota originally. I'm a pasty white dude. And I look disgusting if I don't get a tan. And I haven't had a real tan in, in probably 12 years. So I go in uh, to get a spray tan. And a lot of times, everybody who works there knows who I am already. And they just kind of know the drill. And then sometimes I walk in and, you know, they don't know uh, me and like and who I am or anything. And they'll sit there and they're like, oh, obviously you don't have much clothes on. And they're like, oh, what do you do? Like, oh, I'm a CPA. No, like I'm a fitness guy. Oh, yeah, so is my uh, boyfriend. He's a trainer too and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not comparing us. Maybe the girl's boyfriend is the greatest dude in the world. But uh, it's not the same. There's levels to it. Like, there's levels to being in shape. There's levels to being a good teacher, a good fitness professional, a good doctor, a good accountant. There's levels to all of that. The point of me driving at this when we go in is if you want to be in like this crazy, ridiculous level of shape, yeah, you're going to have to die for it. But if you just want to be a person who's functionally fit, it doesn't take as much effort and energy as you think. It does take some for sure. But you have to give a shit and you have to be realistic about the goals and the time and the investment you're going to put in across the board. You can, the, the entry level for everything is not that complex. The entry level to playing golf, get some clubs, go to the range a little bit. You'll be terrible, but you can probably finish around with only losing six or seven balls. That's fine. The entry level to being a you know, fitness professional is pretty fucking low. Like you can go take a certification and if you're not a complete moron and you try, you can probably pass it. Now, are you and I going to know the same stuff? We for surely are not. I go, but I've given my life to this. You took an exam on a weekend. Does that make sense what I'm saying here? So when you guys are looking at it, you don't have to look at it like you're trying to be this Michael Jordan level of fitness. You're just trying to be better than where you're at today. 
And for a lot of people, that's fine. The first problem is the realistic expectations, how much time you think it's going to take, and how much effort you're willing to put in and thinking it has to be this Herculean thing every single day. It doesn't have to be. So problem one, most people listening to this, your life is busier now than it's ever been. Something interesting starts to happen when you exit your 20s and you enter your 30s and you move into your 40s and then I imagine the same thing is going to happen into your 50s. I am uh, much closer to 40 now than I am 30, so I feel you here. And I was thinking about this uh, yesterday as I got home about 2 o'clock. And I looked at Heather and I said, this is the first day I think this entire year I can actually like take a nap for like 45 minutes and not have to wake up on the minute and either sprint out of here or get on a call or do something right away. And I remember how amazing it felt as I laid there and uh, I turned on The Punisher, actually, uh, which is a great show on Netflix. And uh, I'm just kind of watching The Punisher as I sit there and I'm like, this is fucking amazing. And I remember to my early 20s when I started this business, when A, my, we didn't make any money, and uh, we didn't have nearly as many clients, we had no podcasts, there was not an internet business yet, there was, I, didn't, I didn't have anybody I had to pay a salaries to, so it was just, life was much easier, uh, even though I was, I was broke. But I thought about that, and I'm like, man, how less busy was I? And at times I envy that person, not having to eat you know, oatmeal and tuna every day, um, there's a, there's a, a medium point in there somewhere where you have a little bit of money, which is fine. But I, I remember how less busy I was, how much less responsibility I had. And that's what happens when you, you know, exit each kind of era of life, twenties, thirties, forties, and so on. You tend to get less sleep and, uh, and you wake up tired and sore. If you don't really become diligent about your sleep. Your, you know, sex hormones, they kind of peak and they start to slowly decline. Uh, a lot of people get the crackling ankles and knees and wrists. And uh, that reminds you that you are getting older and you're not the same as you were when you were, you know, 22 years old. You tend to snack and overeat more often, especially in the evenings. Uh, you do less binge drinking, I would hope, but you do more consistent drinking. And you do things like polishing off a bottle of wine and drinking a few beers, you know, each night. That becomes an ordinary routine. You might not be staying out till 2 a.m. on a Friday, slamming mind erasers and doing, you know, shots of Jagger. But drinking the wine consistently five, six days a week is just as bad, if not way worse than that. And of course, I don't want to, you know, sound like that person here because I've this is all coming from seeing people here over the past 15 years. It's not all negative. There's a, a lot of positive things that start to happen too as you kind of reach these next levels. A, your your body obviously is sometimes goes one way if you don't care about it, but you do become smarter and you learn things. And if you're lucky, you know, you do get a, a good career that's challenging and rewarding for most of you. And a side note here, if you're doing a job right now that you fucking hate and you're doing it just for money, I would urge you to either quit it or look for something that you like to do. And I don't know your financial situation with your kids and your family and your car payments and student loans and mortgages and all that shit. But what I would say to you is this, your life is way too short to just pay bills and die. It truly is. It's 
wake up every single day hating something just to pay for a lifestyle. I think that is utterly ridiculous. Waking up and dreading five-sevenths of your life Monday through Friday working for the weekends is stupid. I'm sorry it is. If you have to do something right now because of the the way the the world is with jobs and job loss and things like that, I understand seasons of life of hustles and grinds. But those seasons don't have to last for 40 years, and they should not. I'm saying this to you because I would do this job for $30,000 a year. I would work 100 hours a week to take home $30,000 a year if that's what it was, if I really loved it. And I loved the people and the process, and I thought that I was making a difference, and it was fulfilling to me internally. If, insert fitness company, if Lifetime Fitness called me today and said, Jeremy, we'll pay you $700,000 next year to work Monday through Thursday. I would say, thank you, but no thank you. I would rather stay here for $17,000 and do it my way because no one's going to tell me what to do and what to say and how to coach and how to operate and what kind of deals I can and can't give and what hours I do or don't need to be here. As a side rant, but I just I have to say that for you guys because I think a lot of people are dragged down and they have loss of energy, they have loss of inspiration, they have loss of passion, and they're losing their lifetime working some job that they hate to pay for a car with a certain emblem on it or paying to live in a certain neighborhood. And I'm not against stuff. I, um, I really am not. I'm going to get a nicer vehicle here probably sooner than later. And I live in Scottsdale and I live in a nice house. But if I was to live in a two or three million dollar house, it would be robbing me of a lot of joy. And so hopefully as you're getting older, you're getting smarter and you're working a career that you do not hate that is challenging and rewarding. Hopefully you're making more money now than you're making when you're younger. As you're getting older, hopefully you're developing these long lasting relationships with people that you love. Hopefully you're starting to build a nurturing community of friends and family. And I would assume if you're listening to me, you're presumably getting smarter and becoming more experienced because the experience is happening. It's just if you're learning from it, that's the key. And while everybody's life experience is different, there's a few things that remain the same, no matter who you are. For most people, getting older usually means increased responsibilities at work, increased stress from work, increased responsibilities at home, and probably less time to take care of yourself. And this is how people end up with gym memberships that they rarely use, and a healthy cookbook that is rarely opened, and a body that they are not particularly proud of. And sure, most people want to drop some fat and look lean or toned and muscular or fit or insert whatever word's important to you, but most people at the end of the day just don't find or make the time for it or have the energy for it and someday people tell themselves well when this happens I'm going to get my ass in gear I'm going to start Monday I'm going to start uh, January 1st I'm going to start insert someday and again we've talked about someday Island before I feel like I mentioned all the time the only problem is someday keeps getting postponed and someday for most people never comes and this is for everything not just eating better and you know training but quitting the job that you hate or you know traveling to your bucket list place or writing that book or starting your passion project whatever it may be according to a lot of research that's done by pn themselves 
a lot of people are so stressed out with work and family obligations that they don't feel that they have the time or energy to really commit to a nutrition or an exercise plan. But what if you didn't have to dedicate a huge portion of your life to getting in shape? Now that is the key. What if you didn't have to dedicate a huge portion of your life to getting in shape? What most people do when they feel busy and they feel stressed, they let their busy schedule overtake their health. They set huge fitness goals that they don't have a prayer of ever hitting. Not even if a miracle happened, could they get there? And they continue to add body fat and beat themselves up for not making a change. Now, a side note, I'm not going to throw my wife under the bus here. She is an amazing person. Uh, She's a gangster. I probably ride her harder than anybody in the world. And I don't do that to be an asshole, but because I see the potential in her because she is so much smarter and talented than me, it's just a belief system. So I give her the David Goggins approach at home, if you guys know David Goggins. And the point of me calling her out here is before years ago, probably three, four years ago, she would set these ridiculously huge fitness goals that, you know, short of her dying for it, she had no miracle of ever hitting them because it was just too much. She'd have to give up everything in order to get it. And it just, it wouldn't even be worth it. And you've heard me say this before, the juice would not be worth the squeeze for her. So now she sets these realistic fitness goals that are still hard to get and maintain. And she doesn't beat herself up as much uh, if she falls short. And albeit what happens, she's the oldest she's ever been, and also the leanest and the fittest overall, and in my opinion, the healthiest and has the best healthiest practices, and probably the best balance. And is moving into the stage of having this healthy, you know, body image of, of how she sees herself and uh, wants to move forward. So I think a lot of you have to have that metamorphosis as well. You have to stop setting goals of you're going to be on the cover of men's health because I'm not trying to crush your dreams here, but if you're listening to me, it's not fucking happening. It's just not going to. And for many of you, it is not worth it. It really isn't. Uh, take it from me. I've dedicated my life to this. If you're watching on YouTube, you can look behind me. You can see me on the covers of magazines. I've been on the biggest DVD productions. We work with the biggest brands. We've done all these things. And I'm very blessed and I'm fortunate and I'm happy to have been able to do it. But it is not easy for sure. And if it wasn't part of my business, if it didn't make the money it makes, if I didn't get to leverage everything on itself to pay off now, I don't know how I could have stayed motivated for a long period of time to continue to do it for this long. Now, I like how I look and I like how I feel, but I do this for a living. Are you hearing me? Like, if they said tomorrow, Jeremy, it didn't matter what you look like, would I still do this? Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't because it's been so long, but I can promise you those early years, you know, uh, 25, 26, 27, after 30, there's no fucking way, dude, because you're putting in so much and just to be like the most shredded dude, you know, at the bank you work at is super cool, but you got to be crazy and you got to love it. And for a lot of people, again, the juice isn't worth the squeeze, especially if you have another full-time career. I, I literally, my office is in the same warehouse as the gym is. So I literally have to walk 20 feet to train and I have full access to everything 
whenever I want it, however I want it. And even for me, it's tough. And even for me, it's tough to be diligent. And again, I eat to feel a certain way, but you can eat a lot of stuff and still feel good and not look like Rambo. Well, the problem is a lot of these productions, you have to look like Rambo to get paid the money. So it's like, that's a motivating factor that a lot of people don't have. And the point I'm driving at is if you have these goals of being, you know, just completely shredded and looking like covers of magazines and fitness professionals for the last time, I don't think it's worth it for a lot of you guys. It, you'd be better off setting more realistic goals. And I'm not trying to deter anybody, but I've said this before. There's such a small group of us who look this way every single day. And most of them, we know each other. And a lot of us are friends and we're in the same circle. And the rest of the people you know who look super fit aren't super fit every day. And they are only that fit a couple of days a year. And for them, it's not even realistic to do. So I share that with you guys just to set some kind of a baseline. But what you can do to be successful, no matter who you are, no matter what you do for a living or how much time you have, is you can embrace exercise minimalism. And I'll touch on that in a second. And you can identify the biggest gaps in nutrition and you can work on fixing them while basically ignoring everything else. And so when I talk about embracing exercise minimalism, you do not have to spend hours in the gym every single day to get in shape. In fact, if you did anything early on in your life, age range training is real, being an athlete is real, doing any kind of workouts from your teenage years to 20 years, you're going to be able to get some compound interest from that. And I'll touch on it more in a second. But you don't got to spend hours in the gym, in the gym every day uh, to be in good shape. I don't sit here and train for, for two or three hours a day. I don't, A, I don't have the time. We run businesses here. We work with other people. I spend 10 times, how do I put this? I spend 10 more times per day training other people than I do myself. Even on the days where the group stuff isn't crazy, I'm on the computer, we're recording, we're demoing, but I'm not actually training myself. I don't spend that much time training myself. For one, it's painful to do if I was to do it. And I'm not 22 years old anymore. My body can't recover like it used to. So even for me, I try to do is little with the biggest return possible. No, I'm not training for seven minutes here. I'm actually going through a workout. I'm killing myself, but I'm trying to get more done with less. Meaning I'm trying to get more results done with less time. And I'm trying to, you know, get more longevity out of my joints while crushing the tissue, but keeping my knees, elbows, shoulders, back healthy, if that makes sense. So for most people we work with, we give people multiple options. One, full body workouts, which is key for most people. Three times a week, it's probably ideal. At-home workouts, when you can squeeze them in with minimal equipment. Quick workouts, when you don't have much time. We don't do anything here longer than 30, 35 minutes at the most. That's what we do here. The 35 minutes would be the max. A lot of people here, it's less than that. Our Sunday advanced Metcons, some of those might take a little bit longer. Uh, but even those, we try to cap them under 40 minutes for a time cap if you're really moving. And again, once in a great while, yeah, we'll do some shit for an hour. But it's few and far between. And so we give people here the ability to modify their workouts with everything. We always give people keys to the car and we let them floor it, but within reason. And what I mean by modify their workouts, the people here who are gangsters can make them more difficult. 
the people here who are, you know, you know, not advanced, but maybe intermediate or beginners, they can make the exercise less difficult, depending on how they're feeling that day. Some days I kill myself, some days I just go through the motions, and that's okay. That's a great way to always be doing something rather than nothing. Because let's face it, the gym for most people is the first thing to go when they get busy and they get stressed out. And so how does somebody embrace exercise minimalism on their own? Well, if you're looking for something to try this week, you know, let's break down some basic examples. Maybe, you know, day one, you're going to do 15 minutes worth of work. You're going to do, you know, a set of push-ups, a set of inverted rows. Maybe you got a TRX, maybe some kettlebell swings, and you do 10 reps of each. So 10 push-ups, 10 rows, 10 swings, rest for a minute, and you repeat that five times. You know, maybe on day two, you go for a 15-minute walk with your dog or a 20-minute walk and listen to a podcast. And then maybe day three, you go on and you got 15 minutes and you're going to set the clock for 15 minutes and you're going to do, you know, 15 push-ups and you're going to do 10 shin huggers and you're going to do 10 goblet squats and you're going to rest for a minute and you repeat that, would say, five times. You know, these are simple ideas and things to do, but you have to just do something dedicated a couple times a week. And the other days, even just walking, dude, 10,000 steps as a good barrier of entry, I think is great for a lot of people. And to make continuous progress, it's important to do one more thing, you know, kind of each workout or each week to challenge yourself to do more than you did the week before, whether that be speed, tempo, load, volume, you name it. Uh, You know, for strength workouts, for example, it means maybe doing additional repetitions or reducing the rest time between rounds. If you're doing, you know, sprinting workouts or, you know, fast running workouts, if you will, if you're too old to be sprinting, maybe increasing the incline or increasing the speed or, uh, you know, the number of repeated sprints. And if it's, uh, you know, a three mile bike ride, maybe you're going to do it faster than you did before, or maybe you're going to do a 3.1 mile bike ride. You know, it, it doesn't matter what you choose to do as long as you do something a little bit more challenging each time out. And when you're identifying, let's say, on the food side of it, right, like the biggest gaps in nutrition and working on fixing it, there's a lot of research that shows when they pull people, uh, most people know how important nutrition is in terms of looking better and feeling better. And they know they need to follow some sort of nutrition plan. However, they don't know where to start. Or they start a new diet and they try to change everything at once and that usually fails. They go basically from eating like complete shit, you know, trying to be, you know, eating like they're going to be on stage next week. And for a lot of people, it's just, it's way too hard, way too fast. So instead of trying to change everything about the way you eat right now, which in my opinion is only going to add a bunch of, you know, stress to your life, we would encourage following the basic advice. Pick one thing about the way that you eat that you think will make the biggest improvement in your nutrition and focus on that exclusively for a couple of weeks. And once you've been consistent for maybe, you know, two to three weeks, 14, 21 days in there, you can pick another thing to try. And the goal is to practice simple strategic action you can build on over time. And so how do you know what thing to pick? Easy. You just ask yourself the question, 
what's the one thing I could do right now to feel better about my nutrition? Chances are you know exactly what it is. And let's go over a short list for people. If I was to guess the average you know, person who wants to make a change and really gives a shit. Probably the booze. If I had a guess for a lot of people, it's the drinking. And that's the answer nobody wants to hear. Nobody wants to say to themselves. Nobody wants to give up the cocktails and drinks. And I'm not telling you to give up everything. But if the goal is to drink less beer or drink less wine, instead of drinking two beers every night, maybe just have one. Instead of having two giant glasses of wine every night, maybe just have one. If the goal is to eat less junk food or less fast food, instead of stopping for a burger or a taco uh, or pizza at lunch, go to the grocery store and get a pre-made salad with some chicken on it or stop at a place like Salads to Go or maybe prep a couple of lunches per week so it's not always going to the drive-thru. Or if the goal is to reduce all the carbohydrates you're eating. And again, I'm not vilifying carbohydrates. They're the body's, you know, easiest source, you know, to pull from for energy. But they're also the most overeaten macronutrient, which hence is a problem for most people. So if the goal is to reduce carbohydrates, instead of ordering french fries at dinner, maybe get a salad. Instead of having a breakfast sandwich, maybe just get scrambled eggs. Instead of eating a shit ton of rice with dinner, try cauliflower rice. See, these are really basic things. These are kind of like meeting you in the middle, if you will. I'm not telling you to go completely nuts because, again, if you go too hard too fast, the odds of you maintaining it, you're going to quit. That's why when people come in here and say, well, Jeremy, how many days a week do you recommend people train? I'm like, well, how many days a week do you train now? And they'll say, well, zero. I'm like, well, I wouldn't recommend coming here six or seven days a week then. Start with three and go from there. Because if you do nothing now and you're trying to come here every single day, you're going to be so sore and hurt, you're going to want to quit. You're going to be just completely fucking miserable. If you eat McDonald's seven days a week now, I'm not telling you to go cold turkey. It's cool if you can, if that's the kind of person you are, but very few people can do that. So shallow and deep end, right? Like, if you don't know how to swim... Maybe don't get dropped off in the middle of the ocean. Maybe just walk into three feet of water and go from there. See, the idea here is to pick like one thing, like one nutrition practice. That's going to make the biggest impact on your body and your health instantaneously. And obviously, if you need help deciding what to do, that's why there's people like me who exist. We have coaches. We walk people through nutrition. Uh, There's communities. There is programs to help you and This is why we exist. Problem two, you know what to do, but you're just not consistent. And this is most people's problem. This is probably the biggest thing that holds people back. If you look at a research that PN has out there, roughly 65% of people, and it's a lot likely to be higher than 65%. Let's just call it conservative and say it's... uh, 65%. The struggle with with staying consistent is the the thing that holds most people back. And it's not like these are complete, you know, exercise beginners. Um, 
what most people have tried before and didn't really get results are people who bought all the other DVDs. The P90Xs, the Insanities, the Meta Shreds, the ones I shit, I, even I've been on before that people couldn't stick with. Maybe, you know, they joined a CrossFit box or a different group exercise program. Uh, they bought themselves a Fitbit or an Apple Watch or some other kind of wearable technology. They've tried all the popular diets before, you know, 100% all in. Uh, intermittent fasting, the paleo, the keto shit. They've bought workout books, uh, all the magazine articles, you name it. And of course, none of those things are bad options. They end up working for some people for sure. They've helped a lot of people. But eventually, most of these methods and tools begin to break down and fail over time. And why is that? It's because for most people, they're just surface solutions. They help solve a surface level problem. For some people, they work great. I've had people here uh, just come in and join us and they've crushed it and they've never left and they've been crushing it ever since then. And then I had people here who have joined one of our fasting programs. They've been fasting for five or six years and it's been the thing that saved them. But for a lot of people, it was only a surface level fix for them because there's other things that were holding them back. So for you guys out there, if you're listening, especially right now, it's 2020, the world is a shit show. A lot of you guys are in places where you can't go work out in a gym and that sucks. I feel for you. So if you don't have a gym to train at, you know, now what the hell do you do? You know, if you want to track how many calories you eat, you know, there's an app for that. You want to know how many steps you take, there's a bracelet for that. Um, If you don't have a gym to train at, obviously you can always do stuff at home, right? The only problem with all these things, with the surface level solutions is, They only work for a little while. They don't account for the ups and downs of everyday life. And I do think that's where coaching comes into play. With all these things, you know, oh, you can just work out at your house. I know you can. It's not that easy for most people. Like, yeah, you can track it on MyFitnessPal every day. But if nobody's checking your MyFitnessPal, do you really have to track it on your own? And like, yeah, you can wear the step counter. But whether you hit the numbers or not, if no one's looking over your shoulder or giving a shit, there's no one to report to, it's easy to just punt it. Again, surface level solutions, you know, to bigger problems. And a lot of those things just don't take into account everyday life and all the things that can go wrong. And they don't adapt to your life. And because of that, they don't help a lot of people stay consistent. So what most people do when they fail to be consistent, they pick another surface level solution to follow. And the cycle kind of continues. Start, stop, start, stop, fail. Start, stop, fail. Start, stop, fail. And they don't really learn anything new. And they just jump from one program to the next or one eating protocol to the next. So what can you do to be successful? You got to make yourself accountable to a program. And you got to make yourself accountable to a person. You just do. Uh, If I've listed all these things and you're still listening to me and you're at a stuck in this purgatory state where you're at in fitness and you haven't made the next level jump, you got to make yourself accountable to a program and to a person into a team in the community, whether that be digitally or in person, depending on what kind of, you know, fitness human you are. You have to make yourself accountable to some kind of program. Ideally, you want a program that covers a few bases. One, it's been tested with a lot of people, so you know it actually works. You want to work with a coach and a team of people who like it, of people who have seen results, 
and that there is a body of work over time showing you that, wow, other people have done this who look like me, I can do it too. We call it your avatar in the fitness world. I can share pictures of me all day, but I'm a fitness dude who's been an athlete his whole life. I've been trained to do this since I was basically in third grade. And uh, I get paid for what I look like. I film a lot of stuff with minimal clothes on. So I'm probably not the avatar. But when I show you a picture of Rick, who's 52 and now looks amazing, and he used to look like a bag of shit, you can get down with that. When I can show you a picture of Cindy, who's got three kids, who would walk in here with her head down and she felt frumpy as hell, and now she basically feels like Beyonce, yeah, you can identify with that. So it's been tested with a lot of people who look like you, so you know it actually works. The next thing, a program that is customizable to your lifestyle so you can stay consistent and do it even when you're busy, when you travel, when you don't have two hours to work out. There's multiple times you can just show up and you can rip it, and there's a sketch schedule and a coach and a team who wants you to be there and who gives a shit about you. It's something that you actually enjoy doing. It's something that you don't, dread every day. It's something that you don't hate. Because who's going to exercise if they fucking hate it? Almost nobody, unless you're as crazy and as stupid as me. You want to come in here and push a sled for 30 straight minutes? I do stuff like that. But I'm an idiot. You guys are not that stupid. And that does probably not sound fun to you. But if you come here, like to our facility, we make the things suck as minimally as possible, right? I would imagine the people who come here like don't love riding the assault bike, but we try to do it in a context to where they know they need it and they know it has to be done. And even if they dread it, they all dread it together. And we try to, you know, marry it with other things that are fun and movements that are dynamic and at least they like and enjoy or there's carrots they can chase during the workout. So they're coming here because they enjoy the people or the music or the community or they just know they have to do it and they know it sucks a whole hell of a lot less here than it does in their garage. And they know I'm going to be here and the people are going to be here and they can just show up and they can rip it. And above all else, you're looking for a program that supports your deepest reasons for wanting you to change. It supports the deepest reasons for you wanting to change because you want to be healthier you want to move better, you want to feel better, and the byproduct is you're going to look a whole hell of a lot better. So how do you know if a certain program is going to help you be accountable? Well, I think it's a program where people tend to give a shit about you as the person. Uh, there's ways that you can measure progress, and there's ways you can track it daily, weekly, or monthly. Um, you know there's a structure in a program and there's, you know, room for you to, you know, progress it and regress it as you see fit. It's a coach in a community that's going to send you daily reminders um, to practice what they preach, whether that be nutrition and exercise, a lot of lifestyle habit-based stuff that, you know, is currently working. And again, things that are customizable for you over time to be able to, you know, progress and regress as you see fit. And somebody who's going to willing you know, to go the extra mile for you and hopefully a coach and a team that kind of leads by example. I'm a huge fan of that. And what you have to do is you have to make yourself accountable to a person. Now, this tip isn't going to be for everybody, but oftentimes it can make the biggest difference between consistently getting results or falling off the wagon. Because I believe personal accountability is more important than personal motivation for one simple reason. No one always feels motivated to go to the gym or make healthy lifestyle choices. 
That's just the fucking truth. I'm going to repeat that again so you can hear it. Personal accountability is more important than personal motivation for the simple reason that no one, I don't care who you are, not the Kobe's, not the Michael Jordan's, not the Goggins of the world, the craziest of the crazy who are cursed by trying to be the best, no one always feels motivated to go to the gym and make healthy choices. Even me. There's days where I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. And I might have to have a conversation with myself for 20 minutes. Or I might have to do a podcast like this to motivate myself. Or or watch Rocky Four. You know, whatever it, it is for me. Or just turn the lights off and put on Tupac. And even sometimes that doesn't motivate me. But I just do it. Because I'm a stubborn idiot. But what I'm saying to you is, if you're accountable to somebody else. Like on the days where I don't want to wake up on a Sunday super early. I We have these Metcons set here. Because I know six to ten crazy people are going to be here. So I got to come in and push it because I don't want them to beat my ass. And they're going to hold me accountable to at least show up and go through the motions even when I don't want to. Personal accountability, my friends, is more important than personal motivation. So find a coach, a community, a training partner to be accountable to. Trust me, it's a game changer. Because if we have somebody who's checking up on us to see how things are going, we're likely to do better because we don't want to disappoint that person who's helping us. And we don't want to look and feel like a lazy ass. I hate that more than anything. You know, I'm, uh, I don't do things for other people. I mean, I do in terms of this business, but I don't do actions in my life to impress others. I do not. I think, you know, early on, my wife maybe thought that, that I was trying to just you know, be the hardest worker and do this. And now I think she knows it's just who I am. It's just what I do. And uh, if I'm being completely honest, one of the things that would bother me the most, if anybody could say something about me, and I, and I say this with all sincerity, I don't give a fuck what people think about me. I really don't. No, I care about the people who care about me. My close friends, my close family, I want them to think I'm a good human being. But I know, I know my downfalls. I know what I'm bad at. I know what I'm good at. I know I'm not the life of the party. I know I, I'm a certain way, and I just that just whether that be God, the universe, unicorn tears, genetics, parenting, who knows what it is. The mix of it. That's how I am. The thing that would bother me the most, and the only thing I probably care what people think about, is if they looked at me and said, "Jeremy's lazy. This dude is a lazy ass. He's not pushing himself." He's not trying to be a better person. He looks for the easy way out. He cuts all the corners and he just kind of mails it in. That would bother me more than anything. And that's probably part of the reason why I do just train every day. It's part of the reason why I probably work so hard here. It's because it's naturally who I am. But I don't want to live a life where my talent, you know, far exceeds my ambitions. I want my ambitions to exceed my talent in everything I do. So if I'm talented to like, you know, halfway up the mountain, I want my ambition to be the very top of the fucking mountain. So I'm always going to be, you know, trying to squeeze every ounce of energy out of who I am. And it's it's hard for people to do that. And even for me on some days, it's really tough. That's why I love having a facility and the people who are here so much. And I think if you find a gym and you find a community, you find a coach to do the same, you guys will be the same way. Because if we're accountable to other people, we'll actually do the workouts. 
and will actually show up and will actually eat the food that we need to eat to look and feel great. And we'll do it over and over and over again, even when it gets tough, even when we don't want to. That's why the most successful people become accountability partners to other people. It could be your friend, it could be your workout partner, it could be your group training partner, it could be your spouse, it could be the local trainer, fitness expert, whoever it is. But the most important thing is that you make yourself accountable to somebody else other than just you. I'm a fan of that. Some people can do it solo, very, very few. But I think if you can do it with other people, you're going to be successful. One of the biggest reasons why people are successful here is not because of me. It's not that. I might be the, the, the figurehead. I might lead from the front. They might see what I do every day. They might they hear my voice. They read my stuff. And, you know, you know I put up the money to, to create the facility and the business and whatever it may be. But they do it to each other. When you come in here and you see these guys at 6 a.m., you know, it's, you know, Jeremy Williams holds Chris accountable. Chris holds Dennis accountable. Dennis holds Jeff accountable. Like, and they don't do it. They're not doing it. I don't even think consciously. It's like subconsciously. He rides the bike, then he rides the bike. He sees what he skis, he skis. He showed up, then he showed up. He noticed he wasn't here that day. Why wasn't he here? Did he go for a run? Did he skip a workout? They do it to each other. And if I've seen anything over the past, you know, 15 years plus, the most successful people become accountable to other people. And again, a lot of those workout partners become your friends. They become your circle. They become your community and they level you up like you level them up. And I think anybody out there who's listening to me who is, you know, over the age of 30 um, and you're getting busy with the career and with kids and with all the other responsibilities and increased stresses and shit in your life, that would be my advice to you. Find yourself a coach, find yourself a community of people you can be accountable to in terms of how you eat and how you train and how you show up and you just try to surround yourself, you know, with other motivated, like-minded, successful people because it all just kind of bleeds together. If you're a complete dumbass with money, hang out with 15 millionaires every single day and odds are you're going to find yourself being a millionaire before you know it. If you're in terrible shape and you eat like shit and you don't try when you work out, hang out with 15 people who consistently show up and, and try to eat right. Odds are you're going to find yourself smack dab in the middle of that. It's not rocket science, but I think that's how you probably solve two of the biggest problems most people face. And uh, it's not the sexiest answers in the world, but these are all things that I've seen over my 15 years that I think are going to help a lot of you and help you overcome the obstacles to get the body and the life that you want. So hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed that. If you guys have any questions for me on anything or podcast requests, hit me up. I do got a lot of stuff from Q and A's where you guys sit on Instagram. So I will get to that. Uh, and I got a lot of other stuff coming on the pipe, but uh, I'll get to that at a later date. So again, a reminder, if you guys are looking to pick up some athletic greens before the end of the year, hit me up. I still have a link for 20 free travel packs. I think we're going to keep that promo running until 2021, hopefully. Uh, so basically, it's like getting about 100 bucks for free on me. And if you're really on the fence, again, like I said, Monica will be kind enough to mail you a pack right to your front door, which is fucking crazy. 
But that's how we roll this year. I'm just trying to do a lot of cool, fun giveaway stuff. And uh, I'm probably going to throw one in the Sunday Advanced Metcon this week as well. And so be on the lookout for that. And if you find yourself on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Scroll all the way down in your podcast app. Click me a five-star. Leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And the biggest thing you guys can do is share this podcast with a friend or family member. Post it on your Instagram stories. Throw it up on your Facebook. Email the link to somebody. Uh, I truly would appreciate it. And uh, if you need help with anything in terms of your health, your fitness, your nutrition, obviously we have online coaching that runs 365. I'm here in Scottsdale. i got a great space that I built. Um, I've been happy to have you guys come in. And... Uh, other than that, our 47-day transformation, we will kick off in early January. And then I got uh, two ridiculous programs after that. We got a 30 for 30 and our Sunday Advanced Metcon program in full. Those are the first three I'm going to run for 2021. And we're just going to just light your faces on fire with that. So excited about all that stuff. So appreciate you guys. Thank you if you're watching on YouTube. As always, we appreciate you subscribing. And if you're not subscribed over there, make sure you do that because everything there is free, just like the podcast. So you guys have a kick-ass rest of your Friday night. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.